Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Shager. I'm joined in the studio today with Dr. David Berselli, who has devoted 35 years to researching the field of trauma and its recovery and has helped tens of thousands of people recover from trauma in 45 countries. Also joined in the studio today with event organizer Dan Horner. These two folks putting together an event taking place April 1st through the 3rd called The Miraculous Healing Experience. Again, April 1st and 3rd at the Jewish Community Center. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Why did you decide to put together this event, Dan, and bring in Dr. Berselli? Sure, yeah. Um, I did this event I suffered for many, many years with many, many diseases from fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel syndrome, insomnia. I had PTSD, anxiety, depression. I mean, just a litany of symptoms over about five years. And that's actually right when I moved to Tucson. I was in the middle of that. And it took me uh, a couple more years in Tucson to actually get uh, over these illnesses, and and I could not get over the final ones were fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and I was starting to become, I mean, it was four years, and in the fourth year, I literally started to become, I had suicidal ideation and felt like I might start becoming suicidal at the end of that year. I finally found Dr. Berselli's workshop. He's he's based out of Phoenix, and I did uh, what what are called trauma-releasing exercises, and in one workshop, my fibromyalgia was gone. The pain was gone. And from that point, um, I just had met so many people that had fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and these um, mysterious illnesses that they can't get well from that I, you know, I wanted to host events to help people get educated about that there was, there was a way out. There was a way to get well from these illnesses. So essentially, I, uh, I created this event. Um, I say it was five years in the making because it took me a five-year journey of finding many, many different types of healing modalities. And what I'm trying to do with this event is condense them all into three days so people don't have to spend years of their lives, you know, uh, all kinds of money on the medical system like I did and find a resource that they can go and and almost no matter what chronic illness or pain they're dealing with, come in and be able to find a resource that will help them get well from that chronic pain or illness. What will people be able to expect at the workshop? Well, yeah, there's several different healers, several several different healing modalities, everything from somatic healing to people that do something called emotional freedom technique, people that do shamanic journeying and also energy healers. And then, of course, Dr. Dr. Berselli's trauma-releasing exercises are really one of the huge keys of just releasing so much stress, tension, and trauma from the body. And uh, like me, a lot of people have miraculous results from, you know, from doing his trauma-releasing exercises. Welcome, Dr. Berselli. Talk about your work, why you do it, how you got started in it. Well, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, my work is quite interesting and different simply because the work grew out of my experiences. I lived in the Middle East, and I lived in Africa for many years, and I lived in countries that were experiencing war and political violence. In that time, without knowing it, I was becoming traumatized from my own experiences, as well as living in a culture where trauma was the way of lifestyle. And I didn't even know that at the time. I didn't know what that meant. But when I came back to the United States after several years of living overseas, 
I began to experience the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, not even knowing what they were. The basic symptom of that would be a high arousal of the nervous system. So I couldn't stand light. I couldn't stand noise. I couldn't stand people. I, I would get over-anxious even just by gro- going to the grocery store or something. Driving a car made me really anxious. So my nervous system was really ratcheted up high, very high because my body or my system was still expecting that everything was danger. And so it responded to even some of the most innocent experiences as though they were dangerous. And those were the signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. And I didn't know really how to get out of it or how to heal it. And I followed the paradigm that I had been trained. You do your two years of psychotherapy and you talk it through and you'll get over it. And honestly, I did two years of very good psychotherapy with a very good psychotherapist. And at the end of it, I remember beating my chest, screaming to her, I'm still sick. There's something wrong with me. And it was really quite interesting because... She, the only thing she could say to me is, you should do some body work. And so she was inviting me to say, okay, you've done the psychotherapy, you understand everything, you've figured it all out, you've, you've remembered everything, go do body work and see if that helps you. And it truly was helpful for me because I didn't realize, as so many people have recognized, is that you're not only traumatized psychologically, but my living organism, my human body went through bombings and dodged bullets when I was being shot at and lived in terror. And my nervous system was put through a lot of stress and strain. And that's very different than just my psyche being put through it. So I started doing a lot of body work and it really started to help me. What I recognized in that process was that my body needed to have a completely different way of healing than my psyche did. And when I realized that, then I went on my personal mission to try to figure out what did my body need to do to heal and how do I do it? So I went to many different body modalities. And then I came up with what is called trauma-releasing exercises. And I'll tell you this in a nutshell. Trauma-releasing exercises was the observation that when people get anxious or nervous or frightened, they will often tremor. Their hands might tremor, their knees might shake, their jaw will quiver, or their voice might shake. Even on your radio show, if they get nervous about talking, you can hear the voice quivering. Those are indicators that they're nervous. What that is an indicator of is that the nervous system is highly activated. And I recognized that the body in the shaking mechanism, that quivering mechanism that occurs, is actually the body trying to reduce the high activation of its own excited charge. Once I recognized it, I realized if I can figure out a way to artificially activate that shaking mechanism, I can take the person from the place of the high charge in their nervous system and actually reduce the high charge even when they're not in any stressful event any longer. So let's say you were in a stressful event two years ago, a divorce or a car accident or something like that, and you never really calmed down after that stressful event. The body doesn't care about time at all. I can actually 
put you through the exercise routine and actually cause your body to induce its relaxation state all by itself, even from two years ago. You're listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. My guest today, Dr. David Berselli, who has devoted 35 years to researching the field of trauma and its recovery, and event organizer Dan Horner. When people go through your technique, is it necessary to remember the trauma? That's a wonderful question because it's one that everybody always asks. When people do this, it's purely body-based. It's seven simple exercises designed for anybody to be able to do. What happens is the body begins to actually activate the shaking mechanism as a way to reduce its own excited nervous system. Some people might have the memory as to what this comes from, but they don't have to relive it. The body is simply trying to discharge it, not to repeat it, see? And so what I do is I tell them, watch TV or talk to me and don't even pay attention to the story. Or if there's an emotion, don't attach to it. Because people will often cry, but if they don't attach to it, they may cry just for 30 seconds because the body's simply trying to release the diaphragm. So once the 30-second cry happens, and they may say to me, I don't know why I'm crying. And I'll just say, but it's fine. Just let the body guide you. The crying stops when it doesn't need to release the diaphragm anymore. And then the person goes on. So they could then laugh. But there is no need to recall the story. And many people don't even have access to the memory sometimes. Because you can have a very high excited charge in your nervous system, even if you were knocked unconscious during the traumatic event like a car accident. So you will have no memory of the experience, but the nervous system still strongly activated. So to answer the question shortly, you don't have to have a memory. You don't have to go back through the story. You don't have to relive emotions. You just lay on the floor and let the body downregulate its own nervous system. What else would you like to let our listeners know? What I think is most important in understanding about trauma, in the way that I speak of it, I believe every human being has had traumatic experiences. Everything from a heartbreak as a teenager to a divorce to even a mild car accident, which, which wasn't very severe, or let's say you had a sudden death in the family. Trauma seems to be a natural component of life. The degree and the severity of trauma may change, but not trauma itself. I believe that the whole human race is designed to both experience trauma, survive it, and not over only that, which I think is even more important, the recovery process from the traumatic event has some potential to actually make the individual stronger in terms of their resiliency for human life. So trauma seems to be cyclical throughout the life of all human beings. And if we allow it to be part of our existence, resiliency and the development of resiliency is also cyclical throughout life. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Berselli, but one thing that I kind of learned uh, through my research in getting well from you know fibromyalgia and all these illnesses was that animals, I mean, all mammals have this mechanism, and in the wild, they will just automatically release trauma on their own. 
There's a book by uh, Stanford uh, professor Robert Sapolsky called Why Zebras Don't Have Ulcers. You know, creatures, uh, mammals, they're regularly traumatized and they regularly recover from that trauma. And I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's just humans that, um, because of, say, socialization, that suppress the release of this trauma, even though it's a very natural function. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct in the sense that mammals follow their natural instinct to their body, whereas humans can repress it. We can hold back crying. We can hold back anger. But when you watch animals, they normally express it. And that has to do with the development of different parts of the brain. And so the reason humans will not allow themselves to tremor is because we have actually applied negative terms to it. When a person tremors, we say they look frightened, they look vulnerable, they look weak, they look scared. And none of those are positive attributes to being a strong human. So we actually inhibit, much the same as people are trained, to inhibit crying because we think that crying is a sign of weakness or vulnerability. But humans, I mean, animals simply follow the natural instinct of their body. Humans are the one species that actually can and train themselves deliberately to inhibit it. And so all I did was say, wait, if we still have that mammal instinct in us where we can tremor naturally, and it kind of spills out when we're frightened and our our voice quivers or our, our hands start to shake or something, it kind of spills out. But it's the indicator that it's so natural to our body and it's trying to do something healthy for itself. And we simply stop that from happening. This makes me think that after someone has gone through recovery, how do you live your life? If the person actually has gone through recovery, there's a whole research field that's grown now called post-traumatic growth. Because many people will say, I hated that that experience happened to me, but because of it, I have become a stronger, more confident, more powerful person. You hear this a lot oftentimes after a divorce, and women will often say, I became more independent, I became who I am, I became myself, and I didn't want the divorce, but the process of going through this painful trauma experience and my desperate desire to try to do something with this in a positive way has made me stronger. And science has recognized this as is now researching to figure out why do people often demonstrate stronger qualities of human people after traumatic events. What is it about the process of trauma that somehow doesn't just break us, but if we get through it in terms of the recovery, as you said, actually makes us stronger than we were before the traumatic event occurred? What I want to add to that is uh, there's a book by a guy named Dr. Robert Scarry. He's a neurologist, MD type, and he wrote a book called The Body Bears the Burden. And I read that book, and he talks about fibromyalgia in that book, and there was a commonality that is not well known about people that suffer from fibromyalgia, and it's well over 90% of the people that suffer from fibromyalgia have had uh, traumatic experiences, either precipitating it or from childhood. And that was kind of a shocking fact to me because, you know, the medical community is looking at all these illnesses and they're looking down to the nth degree at the cellular level and this sort of thing. And no one is looking at the whole body, the whole physical being at one time. And when your body goes into this high state of arousal that Dr. Berselli has taught me so much about, 
you know, it's not like just one part of your body goes into this arousal. Your whole body goes into the arousal. So it makes sense to look at the whole body to, you know, try to figure out what, what, the, what the problem was. Something that I've discovered along, along the way since then is a research study called the ACE study. That's A-C-E for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And Adverse Childhood Experiences, it was a study done by Kaiser Permanente, the HMO. They studied 50,000 people, 50,000 middle-class average Americans, not poor, disenfranchised, you know, not in foreign countries, f- middle-class Americans. And what they found was the likelihood of illness later in life of, 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 of chronic illness and chronic pain is, is drastically, drastically higher if you've had an adverse childhood experience. So really what it gets down to is a lot of illnesses from everything from heart disease, to, you know, high blood pressure, arthritis, uh, pain in the body, uh, you know, joint pain, back pain, headaches, migraines, these sorts of, sorts of things all stem from the fact that a trauma previously in life was not discharged properly like Dr. Berselli teaches people how to do. Yeah, what happens is when you have traumatic or stressful experiences over a prolonged period of time, even as an example, if parents are getting a divorce, the children could live under stress for five years before the divorce finally happens. And so their nervous system is strongly ratcheted up to a very high degree. Well, that nervous system, when it's so highly activated, disrupts every system in the human body, not just the psyche. It's not just a psycho-emotional issue. The nervous system system disrupts everything in the body. And then you have secondary and tertiary problems that then come out of the nervous system's disruption. And we already know today, anxiety is the biggest illness that faces our country today and most of the modern world, quite frankly. And anxiety is what's creating the severity of depression that we're seeing in our culture as well. And then what's happening is in, we're trying to balance those out, depression to anxiety, by using medications. And we're actually missing that it's the hyperactive charge of the nervous system that has to downregulate for the system to re-regulate its natural balanced state. Why do you say anxiety is the largest problem? Because medicine has determined now that anxiety is the precursor to all the secondary and tertiary problems, gastrointestinal problems that people are having, um, heart problems, uh, blood pressure problems, that they're all the result of the anxiety lifestyle that people are living, and they are not the initial problem that the individual is having. That very much coincides with my, you know, my life story, really. What Dr. Rosselli just by chance talked about there with the divorce, my parents, you know, from the time I can remember until the time I left the house to join the military, I basically remember them fighting. And I had no idea that I had been traumatized because I was never, you know, uh, abused. I was never, you know, beaten. I was not part of the fights. But my uh, nervous system was in a aroused state and I lived a life that I was in anxiety all the time and I didn't even know it because I didn't know what it was like to not be because it had happened from such a young age. And when I finally got to the point where I was past my 20s and into my early 30s and my body just couldn't take living in anxiety all the time, I mean, I didn't even know really that I had a problem until I started to develop all these symptoms. And when and it was, I was like a tick, ticking time bomb and then all these symptoms started to develop and they just would not go away. And once I started doing 
you know, uh, techniques like Dr. Berselli's trauma releasing and other healing modalities such as massage therapy or that sort of thing, that is really when I realized that I had, I had been in anxiety for most of my life. And, I, and now I'm still in the process of just learning how to not live anxiously. And I'm, I'm getting there. I'm actually getting there. And I can totally notice a difference. It's amazing. But, you know, if you were to say, for instance, you were talking about the largest health issue, and many people say, well, maybe it's obesity or something. But I, I firmly believe that people mainly overeat because of anxiety. And, you know, people don't sleep well because of anxiety. So I kind of uh, agree with Dr. Berselli on that. You talk a lot about the family. I'm guessing that the workplace is also a cause of trauma. Well, in the workplace in general, yes, it's very traumatizing, particularly when people are put under heavy schedules or you have to perform to a certain level to keep your status in the company or the organization or to be able to make a certain amount of money or salary. And certainly our salary is related to the type of lifestyle we have. And if you're going through financial difficulties and you're going through stressful problems, even in just the relationships with your coworkers, it's really sort of a cauldron of anxiety that you both experience at work and at home, and they're both directly related to one another in some ways as well. So one can actually exacerbate the other. And that's not even to mention when people are fired, that is definitely a traumatic event. That's a big thing. And, you know, who hasn't at least been fired one time? You're listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Shager. My guests today are Dr. David Berselli and Dan Horner, and they're both a part of an event taking place on April 1st through the 3rd called the Miraculous Healing Experience. How can people find out more about that? At my website, www.danhornerproductions.com. That's D-A-N-H-O-R. N-E-R productions.com with an S on the end. At that, we have all the information for the event. It's going to feature multiple speakers. Dr. Berselli, I'm super honored to have, is the headliner and he'll be doing trauma releasing for a large number of people, whoever can make it. There are well over 150 people coming now. We expect there to be uh, close to 200. If you want to learn more about the tension and trauma releasing exercises, you can go to my website, which is traumaprevention.com. Or you can go to the YouTube channel for David Berselli, and there are about 70 videos on there of people either demonstrating how their body shakes during certain experiences, or they simply talk about their experience, which is very helpful to help people sort of understand it a little bit better and feel a little bit more relaxed with it. What's really lovely is there are six soldiers, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom soldiers that I worked with, and they both give testimonials about their experience, and you get to see how did they tremor and what do they say that it did in terms of helping them in their recovery process coming back from the Middle East. Well, we've talked about some trauma and family and the workplace and the military. And I'm thinking about trauma in activist communities or for people who are activists. Have you worked with that community? Yeah, I think that trauma is in one sense pervasive. When we're working within an activist community, there's such a difficult paradox that we want to be 
loving and encouraging and yet creative and we want to create change on the planet and there's resistance to the change. And so even that process of the frustration of knowing how to bring change as an activist community or individual becomes a source of anxiety for us. And many organizations work that through because they have gains and losses and they make progress and then progress is taken away. And the key thing to recognize is if the organization or a number of individuals in these organizations start feeling stress or higher levels of anxiety, it truly is the organization's responsibility to say, we've got to slow down because our priority is the health of the individuals in the organization. And if that isn't maintained, the cause itself will somehow be damaged or compromised. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to be able to get a night, a good night's sleep to be able to promote your activism out there. Dr. Berselli, Dan Horner, final thoughts? I just want to say that I want to reiterate what I said at the beginning. I think trauma is natural. I don't think we should be afraid of it. I think the human body is designed to actually not only live through it, but somehow grow from that experience. And I know that may be difficult for people who are in the midst of a trauma right now, but there's enough evidence and enough human experience and enough stories from people from around the world that somehow growth can potentially occur and a human being can become a stronger, more insightful, more powerful human being after they've been able to go through the process of recovering from traumatic events. What I want to say is if you have a chronic pain or illness and the medical system is not giving you answers like I went through and I spent several thousands of dollars in many, many years, I just want you to know that there is hope. Whether it's at this event or not, if you keep digging, that you can find answers. Please don't lose hope. I, I could not believe it. It took, I mean, I did everything from juice fasting. I did you know, yoga, tai chi, meditation, energy healing, medical intuitives. I, I once read this quote. He said, I did things that no sane person would do. And when you're desperate, you know, they say there's no, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. And I believe there's no such thing as an atheist who is, you know, living with a chronic pain or illness and they, they can't find any answers and they've become hopeless. I was in that place. I was, it was a very dark place. And I want people to know that there, there is hope available and to keep searching, keep hope alive. There is a way that they can get well. You've been listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Shager. My guests today were Dr. David Berselli, uh, who is an advocate of the trauma-releasing process, and event organizer Dan Horner. You can find out more at danhornerproductions.com.